Greetings and salutation, anime folks. This is Wasteland and Anime Pod. Your bad boys, anime, Dom and Nathaniel, are back. What up? Bringing you, bringing you some great fucking episodes. But I guess before, yeah, fuck off. Before we dive into like the meat of it all, mm-hmm. Nathaniel, there's one thing the people want to know. We're going to get oh. this out of the way up top. Okay. How did you feel? <clears throat> about this week's batch of Naruto. <laughs> Let's get into it. Um I uh this batch there were some interesting things. Mm. It seems like they're like slightly getting back on the rails, but I just don't I, I feel like it's too little too late. Too little too late. I feel late. like it's too little too <sighs> late. And not, and again, not, it would be one thing if like all of these episodes were bangers, but I think it's the mixed bag again, where it's like, it was starting to heat up towards the end. Like, but I, I think this last, like, I don't even know what arc we're in. I I have no idea how to like qualify these things anymore, but I don't know. What were you feeling some type of way about this? Um, did this win you back over? Because we were kind of. I will say, much like yourself, on the same it did page. feel like a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Although, I feel like I am I'm judging this with a less harsh lens than you are. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I feel like we have a duty to do. And if we're yeah. going to be here, we may as well enjoy ourselves. And I can find these little nuggets of like positive things that they're doing and uh some of the character work that they're uh showing i can appreciate it i was uh i was watching these last night and uh specifically what i really enjoyed was uh what they were doing with shikamaru that would be Mm. uh the guy with the like tight ponytail and the mesh shirt the one who like does the shadow possession thing uh Mm -hmm. he's been portrayed as like this lazy uh slacker who doesn't really care doesn't want to do much and we get this cool little backstory from his mentor that is showing that it's not that he's lazy and a slacker it's that he's so bored with the minutia of becoming a chunin or yeah like a true ninja or whatever that all he wants to do is uh, do the shit that really matters and everything else like really doesn't interest him. So he doesn't try, but that doesn't mean that he's incapable of it. So I, I don't know. I, while watching these episodes, I was finding little things that I could appreciate that being one of them. I mean, we've talked about how poor of a job they're doing with portraying Sakura as a worthwhile character. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's obvious that they have the skill like they could have done this with sakura or done anything with her pretty much to show that she's a worthwhile character but they didn't they've done it with all these other people and watching it i was just really taken aback by how much care was given to i mean shikamaru of all people that's like he's like fifth or sixth down maybe even more than that on like quote unquote important characters but mm-hmm. 
maybe as the series progresses, he becomes more important. But like watching his story, I was like, shit, he's got a lot going on Uh, more so than I mean, yeah, more so than Naruto, because Naruto, he's just the good boy anime protagonist that has this nine tailed fox spirit within him. And he's a little goofball. And then we have Sasuke, who's been MIA for most of this arc. And he comes back and now all of a sudden he's like OP and he's got like all the speed in the fucking world. But with Shikamaru, it feels like they're showing us a real character. And like you're saying, things started to heat up towards the end of this arc. Like I, I like I knew in the back of my head that the Sand Village, they were going to attack at some point. There's like this whole Cold War happening uh, in secret. And then when shit finally hit the fan, that's when uh, I was like, oh, things are really like heating up now. This is. I like the series sort of started to take shape, especially when I think it's their sensei, Kakashi sensei or whatever they call him. Uh, I forget the exact wording, but he told either Shikamaru or Sasuke that like, you're already beyond what these tests can uh, like, map out for you you're already a Ginnon or tuning or whatever the fuck they're trying to be think of this as like as a real life part of your exam and like this is your first mission go and complete this so kind of like with the my hero thing where they're these kids who are thrust into the world of superheroics these kids are thrust into mm-hmm. the world of ninjutsu before they may or may not be ready but they're showing great promise in like in their whole training arc to the point where it's like, yeah, let's put them on the fucking front lines. Let's get them, let's get their hands dirty. So mm-hmm. I'm not particularly ready to say goodbye to this series, but if you are, hey, we can talk about it. Um yeah. So I mean, I guess going back to the whole that episode with Shikamaru and everything going into his backstory. I, I did think that was a good use of uh cause we had complained previously about certain pair, like fights uh-huh. between other students didn't seem that like it was just kind of a waste, you know? Right. Um, and just kind of boring and not much was gained. And this was, yeah, I thought, I thought it was like the best of like the, side character fights aside from like you know like rockley versus uh what's his fucking sand face but um and yeah it's like i I thought it was cool and i I agree with everything you said but i guess when i was watching it my bigger question was like okay this is cool but like to what end is is he just gonna like fade into the background again like i i still don't have like a clear idea of like Well, that's why you got to keep watching, Nathaniel. That's why you have to keep on this journey. I know, but that's like, it's like, this is, Naruto's like the sunken cost fallacy, the the show. Like it's, Mm. oh, well, I have no idea what this series is like getting at, really. Um, It's been 70 episodes and they're all just still in training. Uh, I have no idea what the wider world is supposed to provide me as a viewer of this show and these characters but 
well, shit, it's, I've already sunk 70 episodes in. I might as well keep going. Cause that it might be right around the bend. It's like that. <laughs> it's like that meme of the, uh, the guy digging for diamonds and he gives up like right as he's mm. almost there. Like that's what I feel like with Naruto. Naruto. I'm like, it's like I was on the, br- like I'm on the brink of giving it all up and then something slightly interesting happens. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? I got to start all over again and wait another. Uh. And I'm just like wondering, I'm trying to like look in the future. I'm like, is that what it's going to be like? It's like, okay, this is kind of interesting. I'll stick around. Then fucking boring, boring. Oh, something slightly interesting happens. Boring, boring. I don't know. It could be. But yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a little conflicted because it just seems like they're finally getting things back on the rails. But it's like, for how long is it going to be on the rails again? I know. How how much, how long until we run into that pervy fucking, yeah. Um, Frogmaster again. Yeah, how long until we run into that fucking guy or until Naruto is trying to summon a fucking like salamander or something? Yeah. Like uh it was just man, a long stretch of if you just cut if they cut out like all that shit in between like the last section of fights, it's like this is yeah. like, it's like this is the end to what we were on. It was like, oh, the fights are going. Let's take a big ass break. For like yeah, twenty a month episodes, long break to have them train on their own, and we really didn't see anyone else doing training. We just watched Naruto and the pervy uh, sensei like fuck around. Yeah, but and that's the thing. Okay, so I know we've complained about the amount of filler, and I said last week, like, oh yeah, it doesn't seem like there's that much filler specifically because of the list that i'm going off of Mm -hmm. where it's like oh there's manga and like this is a mix between manga and anime so it's like not technically filler so we're watching all these episodes but like you said you could have cut out like 20 maybe 25 episodes gotten us to here and we would have lost nothing you could have done an episode where naruto meets his sensei they fuck around for a little bit and he learns to summon the toad. We didn't have to watch an entire episode of Naruto on the back of the toad refusing to get off just for the toad to be like, you know what? You got spunk, kid. (laughs) So I do understand definitely where you're coming from. There's so much fat that could be trimmed, Mm -hmm. but that's the problem we ran into the first time where we were trying to trim the fat ourselves and you, to you, like you said, like, I'm not, I don't have a clear picture of what this show is or who these characters are. It might just be better if we watch it all. So, yeah, well, I guess to that point, I sort of feel like maybe I feel that way <laughs> regardless of whether Ooh. we're cutting or cause I I'm, we're getting the full context and I still feel like I don't get, I just, I don't get what the show <laughs> It's just ninjas. What are you not getting? It's ninjas in the woods (sighs) trying to be ninjas. And there's a civil war. Yeah. I mean, I get I get that that's what's happening, but it's not. You were one of those little kids that wanted to be a cowboy when you're a kid, right? (laughs) I wanted to be a ninja. You wanted to be a cowboy. I'm pretty sure of it. But this is like. Uh, I'm right, aren't I? Did I want to be a cowboy? I don't know. I mean, I thought ninjas Uh, were cool. Yeah, uh, uh, doubtful. I don't know. This is just, it's just like this is like a different flavor of ninjas. It's like kind of ninjas, mm. but 
it seems different than what I understand ninjas to be, but um uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm I'm genuinely conflicted. I don't know. <laughs> I think no, well I, I hear you. Yeah. I, I think you did though. I, I think you watched like two more episodes than I did, maybe. I didn't have time to fit in. Oh, okay. So yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. I don't know what those last two I think you watched to 70 and I watched to 68. So well, Nathaniel, 69 and 70, they're game changers. All right. Mm. They're gonna they're really gonna knock you on your ass. Oh yeah. Like you're gonna get up you. in the middle of the episode. And then get knocked back on your ass. It's, it's it's interesting shit. No, I mean they they are what they are. They just they get sent on a mission. They and it's I enjoyed it. I I really enjoyed episode sixty nine and seventy. That's why I think I kept going mm. is because I wasn't sure where we said we were gonna stop, but sixty eight. That's where shit started getting good, and I was like, well, I gotta see what happens next. I you mm. know. Like, I think that's right when the, like, the secret invasion started or some shit. So. Hmm. And that fight with Sasuke and Gara, meh. Like, okay. We've been told so many times Sasuke is, like, legit. He is a force. He's the last of the Uchiha clan. Yeah. So now he's really fast. Oh, okay. But he also did that lightning blade thing. That was cool. I, but yeah, like when he, (coughs) when he like dropped back into the battlefield at like literally the last second, I was like, I do not, I get that this is supposed to be a moment, but I do not give a shit about this. Like he's been gone for too long. Yeah. He just disappeared. I already didn't like him. And now he's back and he's just, yeah, like, I guess he's faster and it looks like his hair got a little bit longer. Like, yeah, he's got like a new outfit and everything, but this is, they're telling us that he's more powerful instead of showing us how he got there. And Kakashi Sensei, he's like, oh yeah, we went training. Yeah. It's just, oh, this is the thing that I just like, I feel like this has got to be like my, possibly my biggest pet peeve in Shonen Mm -hmm. is like, I want in terms of character growth like i i hate seeing character growth through training like it's the most boring kind of um growth of power like i want to see i just my preference like maybe there's certain circumstances where types of training arcs work well but like generally speaking this thing where it's like like this and in like Hunter Hunter, especially where it's just like, we're just going off and we'll be back uh-huh. or like uh, moments in, in Dragon Ball Z where it's like, oh, well, we're just going in a time chamber for 10 years to train. And it's like, I want to see, I want, I like personally, I like seeing uh, characters train their power and get stronger by like being out in the shit, like. Now you say that, but then I bring up my hero and you're like, nah, but that bored, boring. That's you. <laughs> but we're talking specifically about, am I complaining about people getting stronger and like powers and stuff like it? Well, I, I mentioned how, how cool it is that they have this power they've adapted or they've learned this new technique. And mm. you're like, yeah, it's just not doing anything for me. But it, uh, 
but I feel like it's bigger than that. Like you're kind of laser laser focusing mm. in on like one thing. I, if if I was okay, if I was like directly contradicting, sure, yeah, it's that. the overall story for you with my hero, but it's also the overall story for you with Naruto. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I guess so. I still feel like it's separate from this Fair specific enough. complaint, but um. Yeah, I mean, aside from my training pet peeve, like, generally speaking, it's like, yeah, I just, <sighs> I just want to see things move along and get these characters out in the world doing stuff. I'm just like, yeah, again, we're 70 episodes in and we're still just training these little fuckers. It's like, I, I get that there's like a bigger threat that's kind of on the back burner and there's this like civil war, but it's like, man, I wish it was just one of those things. I, I, I I hate that the, the training, well, it's not even just the training. Like we talked about, there was like, it feels like there's 12 episodes of the training with that shitty pervert. Maybe it's just that. Maybe I'm just like sick. That really put me off that whole. Yeah. I don't blame you. This has to be like, a classic anime problem because this isn't something we are really upset about with Chainsaw Man, Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, or anything no. like that because they get into the shit relatively quickly. Maybe that's just because, <clears throat> and I think we've talked about this before. Current manga they don't they don't have any time to waste. You know they don't have mm-hmm. twenty chapters to build up. Uh, the like the narrative they have to get into it quickly because there's so much more shit out there now that like if you're not grabbing a reader's attention like from the jump then they're they're on to the next thing you know what i'm saying yeah 100 percent um yeah it's got to be what it is i mean yeah it's just a different time and place and it's definitely hard to definitely hard to look at something like naruto with a modern lens just because yeah. it's so such a product of its time. Uh, I think that's why I give it a pass on a lot of things, but mm-hmm. you're definitely right. There, I mean, there were so many large gaps, especially in season two so far that, I mean, I've said it on the podcast. I was, I was doing like so many other things while I was watching and it did not interest me at all. Whereas mm-hmm. with this last batch of episodes, I was doing the same things, but it was seeping in. Like it, it was drawing me into the story. Mm-hmm. And I, except, like I said, except for the Sasuke and Gara stuff, but this, the fight between Shikamaru and the girl from the Sand Village, uh, the shit with the Civil War finally popping up and everyone being in dire straits, all that stuff really like got to me. And I was like, oh, this, like the bones here are good, like it's got good bones, Nathaniel. You hear me? It's got good bones. The bones are there. <sighs> yeah, I hear you about the bones. Uh, yeah, bones are solid. I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I wish. I almost. I, I wish these were worse episodes than they were, <clears throat> so I could be like, okay, finally the band aids off. We can move yeah. on, but yeah, I guess a part of me is feeling like, well, just hang on. 
No. Maybe maybe this was just like a terrible hump and we're over maybe. it. I don't know. Does this mean that we're doing the thing where you said like eventually if we're feeling some type of way, we can just watch larger chunks and come back mm. and discuss it? Because if we do that, I mean, I'm cool with that as well. But like I said, we'd have to bring in something else to discuss if we're not talking about this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think enough weeks have passed to where maybe we can give uh, Spy Family another go. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely been letting those build up. I haven't watched any more. Nor have I. Of Spy Family. They're at. Um. I was considering some other shows. That's uh, right, because I did task you. I was like, if you take one away, you got to bring three more to the. Yeah. You know, um, I definitely had wanted to watch. And I've talked about this before on the podcast, uh, the 97 Berserk, which was supposed to come to Netflix December 1st. But Netflix just, I don't know. Drop the ball, shit the bed. It's not on there, and there's like no explanation. So I just feel like if there's other ways to watch it, but I just feel like legally, mm, I don't know about that. So I, I kind of, uh, I kind of want to wait until it's actually on Netflix. I'm a patriot. Yeah, um, I can't do that just because um, I don't know. For people <laughs> listening, if they haven't seen it and want to watch. Just make it easier for everyone. So that's not up yet. Um, the other series, Monster, is supposedly coming to Netflix at some point too. Like those are the two big ones I wanted to to oh. watch, but those are yet to be here. Um, I we can always do Sailor Moon. <laughs> true. Uh, I don't know how much more class. I don't know how many classics I can handle uh, <laughs> at once. But um, I was a huge Sailor I, Moon head when I was a kid. I know. Uh, yeah you've mentioned that oh um fuck yeah but yeah so i watched like some videos on people doing like fall anime fall 2020 mm. like breakdowns and 2022 yeah yeah like this season just well you said 2020 oh whatever 2022 um and just kind of seeing taking a lay of the land and like Honestly, nothing that was talked about other than like what we're already covering in like Chainsaw Man. And, um, you know, obviously we're not watching, uh, you know, Bleach or anything like that. But everything else, don't even talk about everything else that was kind of talked about. I was like, the pitch that was given to me in the video and like what I was seeing was not, nothing was really compelling Mm. to me of the bunch. Um, Not enough to where I was like, yeah, I think we should definitely roll the dice on this. Um, there was like one series that seemed maybe like it would be mildly interesting. Uh, he was kind of describing it as like a you know somewhat akin to the vibe of Chainsaw Man in terms of it's like kind of a off the rails kind of unexpected. Sort of violent box cutter boy violent into it. Comedy. What is that? No, I, I that's what I assume. He said it's like chainsaw man. Oh, so box cutter boy, yeah. Yeah. Um all right. Did I write it down? Let's see. I think I searched for it. Uh but I don't know, like what I was seeing like visually wasn't so intriguing. I don't know. I, I'm not convinced we should watch this. It's called Akiba Made War. 
It's like about. Um, oh, dude, I've heard of this. It's like uh, sort of like the Yakuza, yeah. but they're all like maids and shit. Yeah, it's like I heard about it's this. like maid cafe girls. But yeah, there's like an underground kind of like turf war, like fighting. <laughs> like, I don't know. So I, it seems like it's a funny premise for sure. Um, I, I was told by a coworker of mine to check that out. OK, well, I mean, if you got the recommendation and I saw the recommendation, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Um, How many episodes are there for that? Um, and where do we find it? Oh boy. Okay, I was <laughs> I was not ready for all this. Let's see. Oh my god. Um. Okay. Akiba made war. Where is it streaming? Uh, high dive. What the fuck is high dive? It might be on Crunchyroll. What is High Dive? Um, I guess it's an anime streaming service. Great. I don't think I've heard of it. Um, Nor have I. But you got to subscribe, so that's fun. Um, there's 12 episodes. Huh. But I don't okay. know what the fuck to do about High Dive. Because um, I definitely don't have High Dive. And it's, Neither do I. I think it's exclusive to oh there's got to be a way around that i dive yeah um i mean i can definitely figure out a way to watch it um well i mean i am a patriot but i also i'm a sneaky boy so mm -hmm. i'm down i'm down i don't care okay uh then i say if we have a way to watch it um i could be down for okay. to check this out um yeah yeah i mean let's throw in we can akiba, what what's it called akiba <laughs> made war akiba made war okay cool uh throwing it on the list i think it i don't know if it's all out but what would you want to cover let's How do much? the first uh two episodes and if we're okay if we're like, if we find ourselves at the end of episode two, where it's like a cliffhanger and we got to watch episode three, then we'll get into that. But I say, let's cover the first two episodes and come back with our initial thoughts. Nice. Um, All right. Oh, I guess it takes place in 1999. Weird. Oh my God. That was the best year of my life. I was 12 years old. I had a supple little body. Anyone could get it. You know what I'm saying? Like 12. Oh, yeah. And it was right before Y2K. Oh, my God. Damn. Pre-9-11. Mm. It was a different time. Yeah. The air was sweet. Um, but cool. So we are. I guess we're going to keep chugging along with Naruto on our own. And Oof. we will come back in a few weeks with uh, with more of our thoughts after we've watched a little bit more. Wow. But uh you know where I'm going next, Nathaniel? I'm not going where you think I'm going. I'm going somewhere else. Okay. Hit me. My Hero Academia. Mm, okay. Let's talk about it, baby boy. Did you see this twist coming? Is this something that you had in the back of your head? I, like I thought we had... This did not come as a surprise to me at all because I feel like we definitely mm. talked about this, right? 
I feel like maybe we did too. Like when it dropped in the manga, maybe we spoke about it. Like maybe I, I dropped it to you. I was like, yo, you'll never guess yeah. what happened in the manga. Cause I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember exactly where or when we may have talked about it, but like when it happened in my mind, I was like, okay, I get that this is the first time we're learning about this in the show, but somehow I knew this mm. was like a thing, or at least it was like a top theory or something. Like yeah. I was, ex I, it was primed. I was primed for it, uh, for this being a possibility. So it happening, it didn't have like as big of an effect as probably it would have if I mm -hmm. was like totally blind on it. But somehow I was primed to think that this was going to happen. Okay. And I mean, for everyone at home, I, there's no reason you should know what we're talking about. It's the fact that Dobby is the first son of Inji Todoroki, AKA what? Endeavor. I know. I know. Oh, hold on to your nuts. Uh, yeah, if this has been alluded to or hinted at time and time again, and it's finally been revealed, uh, the worst kept secret on the internet, basically, right up there mm. with uh, who's going to die in My Hero. But Ooh. yeah, yeah, we finally got confirmation <sighs> Dobby is the first Todoroki boy. Wow. Uh, um. I thought it was cool the way that they executed it, like with Dobby simultaneously um, sort of antagonizing uh, Endeavor and Todoroki down there on the ground and also live streaming it to the entire world. Right. I thought that was like good shit. <sighs> yeah, I guess the thing uh i oh, did let's hear it let's go <laughs> did well i'm just wondering if they got into it in this episode if it was stated or if i missed something of just like is is his end goal with this reveal is it like a mix of things or is it like solely to fuck with uh endeavor or is it kind of everything i think it's to discredit heroes to the populace because mm. that's the whole um, thing with this, with this villain liberation, whatever they're calling their these themselves these days. Yeah, they are all about um, like they deal in like the world of gray, and they don't actually see themselves as villains. They see the heroes as the villains, and they find that the heroes being so beloved is like a major uh, hypocrisy in there. From what I could see, they're trying to like rip the veil away, but right because because they all he also in that live stream was the whole thing about uh hawk the hawks, yes, stuff. hawks killing um twice, which did happen, but hawks in that entire fight, he was trying to get twice to surrender so he could take him in uh while alive and. Then Dobby intervened and pushed twice to, well, twice was already like fucked up in the head. So there was no way he was going to surrender, but Hawks really had no choice. He had to put twice down. Yeah. And, but in that, um, in that broadcast, 
Dobby relayed some information that wasn't actually true, unbeknownst to him. He believed that Hawks actually did kill Best Genist. So mm-hmm. in the reveal that we get in the close of the episode where Bet when Best Genus drops in on the fight and wraps everyone up in these like aircraft cables or whatever. I feel like that being revealed is gonna like taint Dobby's message. People might have yeah. like believed what he was really getting at at first, but now Best Genus is alive. So if that's not true, then what else isn't true? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And and I'm interested to see how that plays out in terms of discrediting his message. Cause one thing I was thinking during this was cause yeah, I, I think it's cool that he's not only like confronting um, Endeavor, but you know, he's got this whole goal of live streaming it to the world and everyone seeing all this. But I sort of, I'm still at the same time, like sort of wish that somehow instead of the live stream being like the thing it, it feel it's just like they are often some like field somewhere where no one is and then like the live streams happening Ooh. everywhere else like i kind of feel like i wish this was like m- this whole confrontation was more in the public square like someplace public ah. so everyone was seeing this because i can't help like obviously we we're getting all these shots of people watching the live stream and being like shocked right. but in the logic of my head, I'm sort of like, why would everyone just watch a live stream of a literal villain and be like, oh, I guess he's telling the truth. You know, like, I think if everyone mm-hmm. could see, like, if there was like, if everyone was able to see the this like um, confrontation between Dobby and Endeavor and the heroes and everything, like, because we are seeing Endeavor and he's like, Fuck, sure. he's like fucked up so i feel like if people yeah. could see that that would be the crediting thing because you know dobby sitting there and being like look i got paperwork to prove it it's like well i don't, <laughs> I don't fucking care like you could have forged that like what, what? he I'm also opened his statement by saying like i've murdered over 30 people so what we're supposed to believe that you're good at clerical work after you've murdered 30 people like you're really on top of your fucking your documents yeah like you've murdered people what gives i mean what makes us think that you wouldn't forge something but yeah no you're right yeah i hear you i yeah i definitely like the idea of it but i wish i find myself wishing it was executed in a different way just to Mm -hmm. just so i didn't have like i felt like i was really having to like suspend my disbelief that like everyone's just gonna believe this villain because he's just like sitting on a couch True, what, true. While this, like, while the actual physical confrontation is just off in some field and no one knows it's happening. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing I might say to that is, like, people know. Well, no. I was going to argue, like, devil's advocate. Maybe people are aware of the fact that Endeavor lost his first son and all this other shit. But even if they do, they have no reason to believe that person is Dobby just because he says so doesn't make it so mm-hmm. i mean you're no i that's a great note it would have been way better if you watch endeavor todoroki all these people in in this fight like really grapple with the fact that dobby is speaking facts and he is the forgotten son of endeavor that would have been so much better mhm yeah, yeah yeah i guess that would be 
that was kind of like my biggest hang up, but I get, I don't know. I, I get it at the same time. Yeah, I guess this is the whole Avengers problem where, well, not Avengers, but uh, what is it? Uh, Man of Steel. When uh, Superman demolished like Metropolis fighting Michael Shannon Zod and everyone was like all the audience people and reviewers, they were just like, they really like just leveled a major metropolitan city. So that meant from here on out in any like big knockdown drag out fight between superpowers, you have to acknowledge that, oh, this is an abandoned city or we're now in the desert where no one is around. They have to do that sort of thing, you know, mm. but yeah, it would have been interesting because you, you have the guy who's live streaming it. The, fu- the villain on the laptop, why couldn't there be someone with like a webcam or something like videoing uh, the entire, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to figure a way out to fix this and keep it in the current setting that it's in, but yeah, it ain't easy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Dobby had his own like live streaming tech dude. I feel like that's what I'm saying. I feel, I feel like they got a lot of people in this villain you can do orga- picture in picture. Yeah, I feel like they could have like a AV team on the uh-huh. villain liberation front or whatever the fuck they're called. Um, yeah, if the if their whole if their whole plan is to like we got to make a public smear campaign, it's like put in the fucking effort. Yeah, to do legwork, but. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's a big reveal. Um, yeah, I guess I'm... That's pretty much all there is in this episode, yeah. aside from um, Uraka fighting Toga. Oh, which, yeah. yeah, I know. All they do is talk about how they both are in love with Deku. <laughs> and I mean, that fight did not pass the Bechdel test. They're fighting for their lives, but Toga's just like, you have a crush on someone. The same one I have a crush on. It's like, what? What are we doing now? I don't know. Um, it was cool seeing the fight and seeing Uraka with her new like fighting style and her new techniques and shit, but it all boils down to them liking Deku. Yeah, it's it's a disappointing outcome to that totally separate encounter it's like if you're going to get these two right. like prominent female characters out give them something on this else. confrontation it's like yeah it's kind of it just feels sort of like bleh to have it be just oh we're fighting but it's just over deku it's like what okay also they they really missed an opportunity to make toga uraka's like main antagonist if deku has shigaraki then toga could be uh uraka's oh wait if deku has shigaraki yeah then toga could be uraka's like main villain that like that one that keeps getting away that she just can't like beat or they always end in a draw something like that Mm -hmm. and they could parallel one another where toga's power like her being able to transform and morph and do all these things led her down a path of not knowing who she ever really is or like pretending to be someone else for so long that she lost herself. And she envies Uraka because she gets to just be herself with her quirk. 
I don't know. They could have done so much more with those two. Mm. But here we are. You know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Would you say that you enjoy this episode more so than you have previously or or what? Because you're also on the fence with my hero where you're just like, I'm not feeling it. Um. Yeah, no, I, I felt pretty properly engaged. Um, okay. In this episode. I mean, it's not like. I wouldn't say my heart's back in it or anything, but not yet. It, yeah, not yet. We're wearing you down, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but no, I felt like this was. Uh, <clears throat> it felt pretty focused, except for that that fight yeah. that we just talked about. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm trucking along. Okay, with my hero. Um, it's safe for now. <laughs> okay uh one last thing i want to touch upon mm. is we finally get best genus back in the mix yeah and i mean i feel like we really haven't seen him do shit maybe someone can correct me if anyone ever wrote into this podcast but we haven't seen him do much of anything since like season three i feel like and uh even then like they weren't given they weren't giving any of the pro heroes like that much of a showcase aside from all might and endeavor for like a couple minutes here. And there. So I feel mm-hmm. like now with the way that we've seen Aizawa, we've seen uh, Mirko, we've seen Gran Torino present Mike, they've all had their like big hero moment Yeah, and endeavor and Hawks as well. We're going to see, I mean, best genus coming in and like wrapping everyone up. That was lit. Um, Maybe we'll see something like that in the uh, coming episode. But uh, yeah, I was very excited to see him come back because he's supposed to be the number three hero mm. after Hawks. Right. So he's got to be able to do something. You know? <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't. My memory of the whole series is spotty, but I definitely don't remember him getting like a huge moment no. to shine. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Nice. And then I don't know. Do you watch uh, the previews for mm. the coming episode or no? Nah. Well, uh, the next episode we get teased by Deku that we will finally learn the hero name of Kachan Bakugo. So oh. that's going to be revealed in the next step. Bomb boy. So that's yeah. Bu- 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 bomb boy. That's something to look forward to. Ooh, or Bomberman. Um, the Boston bomber. Yeah. And they're like, why the fuck did you pick that? Oh, heard it somewhere. Um, cool. Well, I guess before it slips to my mind and while we're on the subject of superheroes, before we get into the next thing, uh, mm. I thought we should touch upon this heavy rumor that's been circulating in the past week. Um, Do you know what I'm referring to? I don't. Like, don't tell me flat out, but like, give me a hint. Well, it's anime related and it has to do with superheroes. So it's my hero? No. A different superhero. Oh, One Punch Man? Yeah. Did you hear any? What's up? One? I did not. I did not hear right. any scuttlebutt. So as we've talked about, you recently caught up with uh, 
One Punch Man season one. And as we've Uh talked about, One Punch Man season two got passed on to some, I don't even remember the name of the studio, but they didn't do the best job. People weren't super happy. (coughs) And season three has been kind of up in the air. But this past week, (laughs) there have been heavy, heavy rumors circulating, being reported on everywhere, that a little studio... Oh boy. That has all the time. They they got nothing going on uh, right now. Oh no. <laughs> a little indie studio called Mappa might be doing Bruh, season three. And I am worried for these animators. That's that's like been all the memes this week is just like, what the <sighs> fuck is going on at Mappa? Like they're Oh, we got this. Yeah. Don't even trip. Like the pre the president of Mappa is just what? like, yeah, we'll do it. And everyone's just like, are you fucking kidding me they've got like severe carpal tunnel there they've got like crab hand fingers right now oh my god yeah i mean great for us the viewers i know it's like okay like aside from it going back to the original uh team who did season one it's like i guess this is this is way better than that the people who did season two but at the same time yeah, if we care about human rights, I guess we should. Uh, <laughs> we, but we also care about one punch. Like these people being, probably have families, bro. Like I know they are never going to see their children. But I also really care about one punch man being good again. You in know, terms of the adaptation, the, I can. I the, I just have this dark thought where children are being raised to become animators and they want to be the best at their craft just so they can be hired by mappa and be uh reunited with family members that they haven't seen in like Mm. 30 years you know what i'm saying like yeah their dad is the head of production on one punch man but now they're like they've been gone for 15 20 years they've never like had a one-on-one conversation but now they're on the team so they get to like talk to pops <laughs> that's fuck yeah they, they wrote the whole family in yeah uh, well you know i guess depending on how you feel about the situation m- maybe it's not real maybe it's just a baseless rumor but that's that's the hot the hot goss, hot goss. around right. town thought, uh, thought we should touch on that but yeah well uh before we move on to any other anime i did want to touch on a couple things one there's allegedly a live action My Hero movie in the works at Netflix. <laughs> oh boy. Two, Demon Slayer, season three, the Swordsmith uh, arc has been given a release date. And hmm. I th- from what I hear, they're also doing a tie in movie type thing uh, that's going to be in theaters, but we'll see what the fuck that's going to be about. Uh, either way. April 2023 is when Demon Slayer is coming back. So, yeah, mark your calendars, kids. We got wow. about four more months. Okay. Yeah, that's going to sneak up. That's four months, baby. That's a quarter of a year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, next year sounds like it'll be big, right? I mean, Vinland, Sa- Vinland Saga, Attack on Titan, Finale, Demon Slayer. Allegedly. The finale. I I could see them doing Mm. Attack on Titan final season part six. (laughs) Uh, You know, like however fucking long it's been. We've been on the final season of Attack on Titan (laughs) since Trump was in office. Oh, man. 
True. I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, big year regardless, but um Yeah, definitely. But yeah, for that live action is did they announce is Chris Pratt going to be Deku? Uh No, I think it's Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> so they're going they're going they're 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 casting to type, you know, cuz Chalamet's got that floppy brown hair. It, that and, but I think uh, Scarlett Johansson's gonna be Nezuko. Ooh, and they're just gonna de-age her. Nice. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Danny DeVito as Inosuke, and I think David Spade as Netsu. It's all over the place. This casting. Oh wait, so there, there's a Demon Slayer live action too? Oh shit! I completely mixed up Demon Slayer. And Mario, <laughs> my apologies. Yeah, you said. Uh, De- yeah, I said no, Deku. Yeah. I know what you. I know what oh, you okay. said. Deku and Tanjiro, they look alike a little bit, kind of. They both got that green and black color scheme. Look, Nathaniel, mm. a little peek behind the curtain. I may or may not be sick. Do I have COVID? Oh. Absolutely not. Have I taken a test? Hell no. You can't I'm doing my own research. You can't have COVID if you don't take a test. Facts, uh, but I can still taste stuff. So mm, I could taste stuff when I had COVID. Just saying. No shit. Fuck. 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 Right, <laughs> I should take a test. I should take a test. Test. My bones, they were sort of aching today. Did your bones ache when you had COVID? Uh, I don't. Yeah. Did you have the bone aches? I don't know if my. Look, I, I can't I, have I, it. I'm built different. I know. I generally have. Everyone I generally that. had aches. But yeah, I'm I'm scared for you. This could throw your whole narrative oh, off God. the rails. But uh Wish the best. Wish you the best. Oh my god! Take that test, though. We all want to know. Okay. I mean, I have several of them that I've been hoarding, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take one. Um, where are we going from here? Do you want to? You want to navigate this ship? <sighs> uh, because here's a question for you: Do we end with Chainsaw Man, or do we jam it in right here? Do we spit on the tip and thrust it in? And then end with Blue Lock. What do you want to do, Nathaniel? Mm. Uh, well, look, folks. If, if if I was choosing every week, yeah, we we would just be talking about Chainsaw Man. Um, obviously, I obviously always have more to say about Chainsaw Man than anything else we talk about. But uh, I'm I'm you, you got your favorite you know, kids. You know what? Let's end on Chainsaw Man. We we got to end on a. All right. Oh damn! A, okay, high, we gotta well, no, not a not a high note. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? I stopped myself. I stopped myself. I don't want to. I want to save my steam until the end. Mm. See, I got. We're talking about blue lock. I still got steam in the engine. Okay. Okay. Now here's the thing about blue lock. Okay. It is, without a doubt, my favorite thing that I'm looking forward to every week. Now right. that's not to shit on Chainsaw Man. Or to discount my hero. But with Chainsaw Man, unfortunately, there's a level of dread that I've come to <laughs> attach to this series. Right. Like, I, I heard someone call it Painsaw Man. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. After my baby girl, Jimeno, left this mortal coil. Yeah. Most definitely. It's... I. I get what yeah. you mean. I think you kind of touched on this last week. It's yeah. for you. Blue lock is a pure, a pure, like yes. joyful, joyful yes. affair. It like the stakes are so wholesome and just 
there, there, I can, I mean, not that I can't relate to Chainsaw Man because little peek behind the curtain, I was once uh, a hybrid between a devil and a human, and mm. I did what I had to do to survive. Did I eat some vomit? Maybe. Mm. Who's to say? But I'm on the other side now. I'm better for it. But Blue Lock, this is something that is so abstract to me because I've never cared about sports to the degree that these fucking guys care about soccer. I'd I'd actually say I don't think I've ever cared about anything to this degree. Like, Mm -hmm. they're on some other shit. So when I watch Blue Lock, I am just, I'm whisked away to this this fantasy world where I'm in a compound with nothing but dudes, real sausage party. And we're just trying to be the very best like no one ever was, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I watched episode 10 and I was up out of my seat. I was all over the place. I was living my best life as I normally am when I watch Blue Log. I'm just so hyped. But I was on the edge of my seat at the same time because like Bachina, who I have announced as my favorite member of Team Z. Like, I might do my hair like him coming up. I don't know. I don't know if I can pull it off. Mm. But uh, he managed to awaken the rest of Team Z, get everyone amped and shit. And what's this other team? They're fighting Team V or some shit. Mm. These motherfuckers, uh, Nagi, I think his name is, and uh, the other fuckers with the glasses and uh, the pink hair. Or not the pink. He's got some color hair. They all got some color hair, man. Uh, they are also awoken because they're everything came so easy to them that they really didn't have to try. And once they were like given any bit of hesitation from Team Z, any any bit of like actual ah, what's the word I'm looking for? Um friction any challenge not only did they rise to the occasion but they they started exceeding their own um their own limitations you know what i'm saying like the guy who was like really lazy and didn't really try he all of a sudden like oh like the monster awoke inside him and i thought that was like it was pretty interesting because i was not expecting that i was not expecting them to make me give a fuck about anyone on team V. Right. So yeah. Oh, you hated the episode. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into it. No, Let's talk I, about I, I it. didn't, I didn't hate the episode at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you were down with, uh, cause yeah, they, they were going out of their way to humanize certain members of team V they did. They did go out of their way to humanize certain members of team V. My only problem was with how they tried to humanize a certain member of team Z and we'll get to it when we get to it. Oh, the, tra- the trader guy. Yeah. Kuan. Mm. We can talk about that in a little bit, but uh, the whole team V of it all, were you like, how did you feel about them? Because 
that this is the first time I feel like we've really seen anyone on a rival team get the same like blue lock monster awaken type of treatment that team Z has gotten where yeah like yeah yeah definitely uh yeah what's yeah because we really saw the uh the like Na- uh nagi is the guy with the white hair yeah that guy rio is the guy with like the purplish hair right yeah um it definitely seemed like yeah they were definitely like giving the rio guy uh like the like we were really getting more of his backstory, right? Like it mm. felt like it was humanizing him more, but then like more on the field stuff, it seemed like the what's the white haired guy's name again? Nagi. Nagi. It seemed like he really had his like like a hardcore like awakening yes. moment on the field. Well, I think we got like Nagi's backstory last episode where Rio came to him and was like, Hey, do you want to do this? And Nagi was like, yeah, I guess, whatever. Um, right. But yeah, Nagi here, like, he was finally challenged. And I think that's something that's pretty important is Nagi was never challenged at anything he ever did. Everything came so easily to him. And finally, someone, these guys on Team Z, they were like, no, we're not going to go gently into this good night, sir. And that, that like, lit a fire under Nagi's ass. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um I don't know. It it was a good episode. I definitely agree. Um I was expecting this episode to have concluded with either Team Z or Team Well, obviously it's gonna be Team Z winning, but I was expecting like some sort of resolution. <laughs> And we still don't get that. Like they're going into their third episode on this one match alone. Yeah, that's a good point. I I was definitely thinking about that. This episode where, yeah, the end, it's kind of this cliffhanger and like the match is still going. And I I was thinking like looking at the episode count, I'm like, we should be pretty close to the end of the season. I have to imagine. Is it only 12 episodes? Well, I don't know for sure, but a show like this, it seems like it's got to be 12 or 13. Like I could, I could see it going 24. Really? Huh? I could, I could, I believe in it. Let me, uh, let me look it up real quick though. Um, yeah. Other, other thoughts I had were, I enjoyed really how the guy who, ah, I think his name is like Kunigami or something, but I'm not sure about that. He's got like orange spiky hair or no, he's got blonde hair, blonde hair. Uh, He reminds me a lot of Bakugo. He's one who's always shouting and screaming at everyone. And after Nagi um, scores that fourth goal, everyone is sort of like, well, that's it. We're fucked. And the blonde haired dude is just like, what the fuck do you mean? No, we've like, we pulled ourselves, ourselves out of the trenches we fought. We're all supposed to be strikers, aren't we? We're all supposed to like have this egoist inside of us. Let's find it. Let's get it done. And watching Team Z battle back and like they're the scrappy underdogs that like I love watching in all my sports uh, movies and television shows. Like 
they're essentially the mighty ducks without all the pranks and antics. You know what I'm saying? Like they just they yeah. they fight and they claw and they dig like the uh, Shigeri, the guy with the long like red hair. He realizes that although he is fast, he's not faster than the guy with the glasses. Uh, but he knows he's faster than him, like over long stretches. This this guy with the glasses, he can only sprint. He can only do short bursts. So what it what does he do? He passes to himself. He does like a long ass kick, and he just fucking takes off running. Uh, Nagi, he he anticipates what's gonna happen, much like. Uh, Isagi does, but Isagi sees that happening and he fucking circumvents that. It's just all this shit going on in the background with all these other characters. And so far, yeah, we've only got like four or five on Team Z that have really uh, like had a chance to shine. But that's sort of why I'm like, oh no, there's got to be more to this season. You can't just introduce me uh, to like no, I was just going to say, I did look it up, and, ah, it, and it is a long season, 24 episodes. Yes, so like I was saying, you can't introduce me to 11 players on a team, and in 10 episodes, only give four or five any shine, and expect me to like give a fuck about them at, 12, at a 12-episode 12 count. So that's why I was thinking, it has to be a full season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see it. I just, I just feel like the, the twenty-four episode anime season is like, it seems a little more rare. Like, I can't remember the last like new show. We watched that. I, I feel like the twelve or thirteen episode season. Seems to be kind of like the the thing, that I've just been noticing a lot more. But I don't know. I mean, like even even you know. Even stuff like Attack on Titan, which is like huge, only has like at least the the newer series. They're splitting it up. I mean, I guess it's technically one thing, but at least it airs at a time. Well, they're doing that so the people of Mappa can. They're on work release. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're allowed to animate right. like twelve episodes, and they get to go home for a couple of days and kiss their kids, and right back to the grind. True. True. Um, all right, but damn, I guess we're in for the long haul with Blue yeah, Lock. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> before we end this discussion, I alluded to the fact that I did not care for the way that they tried to humanize Kuan. Mm -hmm. Right. The traitor. Look, I understand that everyone came into Blue Lock with their own goals and their own like mission statement to make it to be the number one best striker. Mm -hmm. But this son of a bitch, he already, he devised an entire plan to be number one and to fuck over his entire team. You're not going to make me believe now that like, just because he was so dedicated and so determined and all his teammates in the past were they were just kids trying to have fun that like that makes him like this vulnerable person that I can sympathize with because I can't. So like high school sports, that's where they were recruited from. Some of these kids, they're just doing this to get out of the house. They're just doing this to like 
meet new people or because they enjoy playing, but it's not the end all be all. It's not their entire life. So the fact that this guy in his civilian life, he wasn't on a team of people who wanted to battle as hard as he did. What? That means that he gets to fuck over everyone else going forward from here on out. How does that like, I don't know. Watching that like backstory. I was like, miss me with this bullshit. Personally, how did you feel about it? uh, I mean. Oh, you're a fucking sap, huh? No, no. It worked on you. It worked on you. Don't fucking lie to me. I wouldn't say it worked on me. I was, I think I was somewhat indifferent to it. But I mean, in the grand scheme of what it seems like they're trying to do. I mean, on one hand, it's like. I, I don't know. I mean, it's not a, they're, they're doing bl- the whole blue lock thing is not to glorify teamwork. It's true. Uh, true. So in a way, I, I mean, he's just like fucking over his team because he thinks it's going to like help him. Uh, but I, I guess my bigger thing that I uh, go back to you with is just, is he just dead to you forever? Is there any redemption for this guy? No, 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 no. He's not dead to me forever, but I mean, especially in the way that he tries to redeem himself in the eyes of the rest of team Z in this episode. I mean, I appreciated it because it was him falling on his blade. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have easily done something to, uh, Nagi or Rio, whoever he tackled, he could have he could have tackled the person in a way that didn't result in a red card where he would get like a demerit or kicked out of the game. Instead, he did something so severe to show that he was being like altruistic. He was being sincere in his sacrifice. I can appreciate it, mm. but I ain't forgot. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice fiddledy beat so my eyes yeah. are on this motherfucker you know like yeah. i'm watching him just because okay. i don't want i don't want the rug to be pulled out from under me on episode 18 where he's like haha Sherrod, you are i've been playing you all along and now he's back on his old bullshit you know what i'm saying like mm. nah yeah fair enough i just feel like in this series like i don't know unless there's some big change of goals for the characters or whatever. I mean, Ooh, pun intended. This team uh, is going to have to all betray each other at some point. You really think so? Well, I don't know. Unless at the very end, they're like, ah, it was about teamwork all along. Fuck being <laughs> a selfish striker. Like if it's, Ooh. if it sticks to its guns, I mean, I don't know how everyone can't come out as the best striker. No, not at all. But <sighs> I don't know the way that they've been working together thus far. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I just, I guess what I'm saying is like, I didn't expect such flagrant betrayal a few episodes into the season, you know, like give it some time. They were on the mm-hmm. bottom. Like they didn't, they hadn't even beaten their, well, they did beat their first team, I think, but they hadn't really gotten many wins under their belt. And this dude was already just like, fuck it. I'm going to be number one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, I, I know that's the point of this entire series, but Kuan, he's a bitch. Like, 
Damn. You're not going to betray me and like get me back on your side. Ain't no fucking way. Wow. Let that be a lesson to you, Nathaniel. You betray me, we're done. <clears throat> Professionally and emotionally, we are done. Um, but you already knew that, right? Yeah, yeah, I knew that. All right, cool, 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 cool. Um, okay, yeah, fair enough. I I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, you goddamn right. Um, but yeah, I guess we have a long season to look forward to. So you're gonna get yes, you're gonna be in love with that guy. By the end of this season, he's going to be the main character. Nah, I mean, I'm still all about Bachida and uh, Isagi, like those two. Like, I love Isagi's uh, spatial awareness, and I can't wait to see how that develops over the coming weeks where they have to find new ways to really implement that shit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And that fucking goalie. That was such a great, like the whole penalty shot thing. The goalie, he was trying to figure out how to really, like what the kicker would do. And he's like, if I were him, I would do this. But there's no way that he would do that because we're in this predicament. And he's like, no, fuck it. And he like sort of, he he awoken something inside himself. And all of Team Z, they rallied around that because he blocked the shot. Brilliant stuff. I love this show. Uh, it's honestly, it's the thing I look forward to the most. Wow. I'm all about it. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All about it. <clears throat> all right. Well, I think that leaves the final show. Chainsaw Boy. Chainsaw Man. Painsaw Man. Yeah. The, ap- the aftermath. Well, I mean, not even the aftermath. It's like the end. It's still the math. The math. And then, <laughs> and then some of the aftermath, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, okay. Look, Makima, this bitch is OP as fuck. What are we doing with her? Yeah. Like she, everyone she, thought she was dead, but you suckers are so gullible. Uh, you all thought Makima. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. Did no not. one thought she was dead. Yeah. I mean, it's Makima. Come on. She had those weird fucking eyes, but also. We got to get her out the paint. Like she can't be here for too much longer. She's on our side. <sighs> Look, if if you believe that, I got a bridge to sell you in I don't know wherever they sell bridges. But there ain't no way Makima Makima's looking out for Makima, all right? <laughs> this lady, just to jump ahead a little bit. Her power? Like I don't know. It, she she uses human voodoo dolls. Basically, she gets people to say the name of the person she wants to kill. And once they say that name, she just mushes her hands together and these motherfuckers go splat. Like, it's on some other shit. I have never seen a power set like this. It's so goddamn OP. It Like, how do you combat this? The only way you combat this is to live in secret like you have to live in anonymity at all times and never reveal your name to anyone that's it like otherwise makima she can she can end you if she gets a piece of your mail she's like oh cool bet nathaniel Garofalo. okay 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 like all she has to do is get someone to say your name i hope there are certain limitations to her powers because otherwise like what 
I would never reveal my name to this broad. But then I would know not to reveal my name. Oh, my God. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's so much we don't know about her at this point in the story. But, I mean, the only other hint of... I mean, I, I think this episode at least hints that this is not her only power because <laughs> yeah, when sure because when she comes off the train, we get that shot inside the train and oh yeah, the guys they, in oh, the train have like they got big ass holes, massive holes in their bodies. So something you know, she didn't just uh, shoot them, right? And that happened. Um, oh me, oh my! But. <sighs> Yeah. Um, okay. Let's start from the top. Okay. I mean, we get the sort of they did the same thing they did in the episode where Himeno took uh, Dingy back to her place, where uh, we end on that, and then they open the episode with a different point of view of that same moment. Yeah. But you know, like where uh, we see Himeno die, but now we see it from Aki's point of view, I guess, sort of where he's watching her dissipate and I was fuck I was fucked up all over again uh uh goddamn it was it was rough stuff but uh and here's something I didn't notice maybe they didn't really touch upon it in the previous episode uh this unnamed woman her whole like snake devil contract she lost a fingernail Mm-hmm. like the the snake devil took a fingernail how is that like what what are we doing Aki he's getting flesh taken off his forearms Himeno is giving up eyes and limbs this bitch is giving up a fingernail um yeah well for each time she uses it one one goes away that's what I'm saying well I yeah, I, I get that it seems like um fingernails grow back. I know. It it seems definitely like uh something's like off balance, but I, I think the thing to remember is a lot of different things. I mean, like devils have like their own goals and personalities. Uh you can't just like maybe it's it, entirely possible that if Jimeno went somehow got in contact with the snake devil and was like, Hey, let's make a contract. Snake devil would be like, no, or yeah. yeah okay. I will, but it, you, you, what you have to sacrifice is different. Like, sure. No, I, I'm with you on that. I'm tracking that. What I'm saying is how powerful is this woman oh, yeah. that she managed to only have to give up a fingernail right. to a devil. Whereas we've seen so much more from these other characters you know, like, oh, although yeah. we never really found out what Arai would have to give up to use the Fox Devil. And we still don't even know what Kobeni's devil contract is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out um, there. Yeah, I mean, with this girl who we learned her name is Sawatari. Um, we do? Yeah, she said that. I didn't pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Oh damn! Yeah, when she okay. when she first gets on the radio, she like radios ah solitary to everyone okay. else. But um, I mean, these people are all in cahoots with the gun devil and with other devils who are wrapped up in that. So 
I can imagine that being a way that they can get mm. contracts with uh with powerful devils. Mm. Good point. Good point. They got the connects. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this the whole first part of this is basically Denji versus Katana Man. And the way Denji is awoken was so fucking uh, beautiful. I loved it. Yeah. Did they do this justice? Like, is this how it happened in the manga? Where like you just see the ghost hand like tip tapping away, floating over to Denji and pulling his ripcord? <laughs> Uh yeah, it's pretty similar. Um nice. yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that was definitely definitely in there. Um yeah, and I I I do like that we saw it happen <clears throat> before when uh Jimeno did it did the mm. same thing when Denji was like passed out fighting the Eternity Devil. Yes. Um yeah. And then for it to come back and be like the last thing. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, I love it. God. Jimeno just keeps on fucking giving. Like, I love that woman. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of controversy over her um, advances toward Denji, but look, miss me with all that bullshit. They're cutting motherfuckers in half on this show. People are getting holes blown in their sternums. I got no time for age politics, all right? Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, also, Kobeni was being talked about like she was going to be sold into sex slavery. So they're on borrowed time. They're here for a good time, not a long time. All right. This ain't real life. I can I can excuse some shit. <laughs> yeah. These devil hunters, they're basically they're living a different kind of life. They really are. To us. They're child soldiers. They're literal child soldiers. Yeah. They don't have time to uh, lose themselves in. uh weird yeah age politics and consent like consent consent doesn't exist with uh (laughs) Uh, with devil hunters i'm not saying that yeah i'm just saying like also age politics 16 you're of age in japan yeah so Mm, mm. that's that's all i'm saying wow um yeah i know food for thought but uh look we get like flashes of all the people who have been murdered via the gun devil proxies and we see some of the uh division four people we see a rye we see a couple people that we learn the names of but i don't remember and then mm-hmm. it cuts back to the train and the dudes on the train are like all right it's done let's uh let's lose let's like split up in the crowd and then quick cut we see makima just standing there with a little stupid fucking smile on her face right behind him and she's like what up, yo? And Rex shop. I mean, we don't see her Rex shop. We see uh, these two other people whose names, uh, I, I think one is like Tendo. Yeah, it's Kurose and Tendo. Okay. The only reason I remembered Tendo's name is because I was like, oh shit, a tall brown haired woman. Like, are you my new mommy? Or, and then it was gone. What's up? All right. Am I in love with you now? Maybe. Yes. Uh, but yeah, they're waiting for Makima on the train platform. Makima gets off and she's like, yo, there's a shooting on the train. Body's still in there. This blood ain't mine. Don't even worry about it. I'm good. And I mean, everyone is piling off the train. They're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And that's where we see 
the scene that you alluded to where all these dudes, they just have holes in their bodies. Mm-hmm. Perfect circular holes just in their bodies. Makima did it. Who knows how? We'll see later. Maybe. I don't know. But she says uh, to them, like, I need to change the clothes and uh, like 12 convicts or something. Does she say 12? Or She's, what does she say? She says 30. But we only see like at the top of the... Uh, the sh- she says 30. Yeah. At the top of the shrine, there's probably only about 12 maybe it doesn't look like 30 yeah, it looked like it looked like six on each side um mm. but i could be wrong maybe yeah who knows but the fact like i was so fucking confused i was like what why do you need dudes serving life sentences like what's up with that i didn't know if it was going to be a blood sacrifice or what was happening or if she if this was like her thinking to herself like oh the gun devil is killing us let me get some red shirts. Let me get, let me recruit some people serving life sentences and I'll commune their sentences if they join division four. You know, I was thinking that might be a thing mm. where she's like, Hey, I'll take like 50 years off your life sentence. Like you can come work for me. You'll get out after you serve uh, in division four for like 10 years or some shit. I don't know, but no, that's not what happened. They went to the tallest fucking what what was it like a was it a church what what where were they? uh yeah it was some sort of shrine like the tallest shrine in Kyoto yeah which um which yeah I mean which? Makima never like explains to anyone what she's doing but so we can only like glean from this what we can just by what we see um you know we know that she's in Kyoto so she's in a different city completely. And so, I mean, I always read it as like the shrine, you know, it's almost like, a, you know, she said the tallest shrine. I always oh. sort of saw it as like, it's like, I don't know if the power, if this specific power is like a radio wave, like being, I was going to say like a satellite. Yeah. Type like, thing. like being high up enough is what does it, but yeah, we don't really learn any more about it, but but yeah, and then the, there's the detail about like every you know everyone has to have like uh, a blindfold on because they can't like see what well at, at least for Kurose and Tendo the other uh, devil hunters that you know they they mention right. that detail of like no one's allowed to know what devils yeah. Makima has uh, is in contract with. It just adds the right. it adds this level of unease to the whole thing. Yeah, I I mean all the inmates uh, wearing the blindfolds and everything. I just assume that it was because if they didn't and they saw someone collapse after they said a stranger's name, they'd be like, "Yeah, no, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm not gonna say a fucking word. Bye." You know so. You keep everyone in blindfolds. No one really knows what's going on. You just hear someone say, hey, say this. And then nothing happened. Like, unbeknownst to you, like, someone gets smushed, like, all these miles away. But god damn. Oh, the animation on that was, yeah. like, my jaw dropped. I was like, what? Like, uh, yo, what the fuck? And also, can you tell me, because during this scene... I don't know if it was like an artistic thing or if it was just 
to throw people off, but crows. There were two crows. Mm -hmm. Do they have any, like, are they special to Makima at all? Because they were flying around while Makima was doing her thing and then they landed. Yeah, that was a detail that I was really interested in 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 this adaptation because I had to, you know, go and check in the manga. The crow detail is not really there in the manga. Mm. Like there's one shot where you see a crow flying. It's when Sawatari, like after the people start exploding, Sawatari is like that woman. And then you see a crow, mm-hmm. but it it's not, it doesn't focus in on them how it does in this episode where like that, what the first guy who gets crushed, like he sees the, I think he like looks at the crows and right. it, it, it definitely like spends time on that where it doesn't in the manga. So it was like an interesting detail here. I am playing back the episode and I'm watching as Makima sort of like she twists her hands and we see one of the guys, his head, like the skin just starts to like bend in a way that shouldn't it. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah. But I, just to finish the thought on the crow thing there. Oh, let's, I can talk about crows for hours. There is a detail with the crows that it's not just crows, but there's something about them focusing on that. Uh, that does relate to like stuff we learn later about Makima Hmm. in some way. It's not, it's not, it's not a bad detail to focus in on. Like I think, I think it makes sense as the series goes on. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, I guess that's what I'll say about that. Nice. Um, All right. But yeah. Fuck. But yeah, no, I just in terms of the uh, people getting crushed animation, it. I was interested to see how the adaptation would handle it because obviously the manga can only do so much with just still sure. images. But um, yeah, I think I think it was. I think it. Yeah. It was great seeing. It was incredibly brutal and like the blood splatter watching everyone. Like it's, it would be one thing for them to have done this in a vacuum where all the henchmen die around one another, but other henchmen, they're like, oh shit, this dude just exploded. I'm fucking out of here. And they start running and like getting uh, hostages and shit. And like they they explode over a hostage like their entire body is eviscerated and a hostage is just covered in blood and left screaming in the street and i'm like yeah that person is fucked up for life yeah they're done there's no there's no coming back from that no amount of uh cognitive behavioral therapy whatsoever is going to fix what happened to you here you're you're out you're you got to be crazy now that's it so I just loved that little note where these henchmen, they caught wind because they could have very easily just squashed everyone one by one by one, like right after the other. But no, they had them like realize what was happening and the mayhem spread. And I love that because both Katana Man and what was the blonde woman's name? Sawatari. Sawatari. Yeah. 
they're both like, yo, we got to fucking go. And before they can, sweet little baby <laughs> angel Cobenny. Yeah. Yo, this is, I was like, <laughs> what? No, not little Cobenny, not little useless. I knew, look, I told you that I knew <laughs> she was going to survive mainly because of some bullshit on Twitter where people are like, hey, Cobenny's car, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, okay, so she survives that gun battle and she gets a car at some point and that car becomes, or is like a meme in the show. But <laughs> yeah, she pops up holding that butcher's knife and she's like, you guys are with the shooters, huh? Like, y'all about that life, ain't you? Like, Cobenny, she got that dog in her the uh sawatara if i'm saying that correctly maybe i'm not but summon the snake again and kobeni is just like free running doing like some sweet ass parkour yeah over all of the snake just like cha 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 hopping over cut the katana devil's like katana man's arm off pulls out a gun and just starts blasting yeah like <laughs> I was just thinking about that Danny DeVito meme where he pulls out a gun. And he's like, so anyway, I started blasting. Yeah. That's what Kobeni did. She was she was out there. She was 10 toes. She picked up Denji, used him as a fucking shield, and then whispered in his ear like, hey, sorry, I tried to kill you. Like, ah, Kobeni. Yeah. Look. Kobeni. Kobeni be wild. She be out there. She's, she's a sleeper. She's the sleeper of the series. <laughs> yeah. Like, I yeah kudos to you sir for not like really putting me on that like not divulging any oh, yeah. of that brilliant shit yeah i mean the only like the only reference to yes i i do remember that reference to I know what you're gonna say to kobeni yeah. being able to handle herself is at the beginning towards the beginning of the uh attorney devil arc the hotel when, yeah when jimeno says to aki She's like, awry something or other, he's whatever. And she said, yeah. Kobeni's got the moves, but she's like a total. She's unsure of herself. Yeah. yeah. So that's all we knew is that Jimeno thinks she's got the moves. And uh, <laughs> obviously, she's definitely got the moves. And uh, she's got the moves. Yeah. But then once after they uh, drive off, she sort of has, she's back into this like ner yeah, nervous. She breaks down. Nervous breakdown mode. And we get that. But do you know what she says? Oh, hmm. wait. What were what you gonna say? Oh, we get the flashback. Yeah, I was just gonna the flashback of Arai sacrificing the himself. Flashback. Yeah, that's brutal. But what she says is even more heartbreaking. Where she's talking to Dingy's like half body and mm -hmm. says, uh, "Like I really don't think I'm cut out for this. I, I'm not looking forward to telling Jimeno something like that. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like, yeah." Oh God, this fucking show. Like, yeah, it keeps stabbing me in the heart. Painsaw man. That's what this episode needs to be called. Hashtag painsaw man. Oof. God damn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the last bit of the episode, uh, we sort of just get Makima heading back to, um, yes. Yo, this, this is why Makima is, a monster. She needs to be taken the fuck out. Look, we get glasses over here. I don't know what his name is, 
but he's got glasses. So I'm calling him glasses. Mm-hmm. And he's got blood all over his shirt. He's telling Makima that divisions one through three have been absolved and they will now be a part of Dish- division four because yeah. there are so few people. Ooh, shit. Can't wait. Can't wait. That's the, all right. We lost a bunch of people. We got to, there's seats. Oh, there's yeah, seats. seats at the table. Yeah. So then he tells her, yeah, like everyone's going to be on division four now. It is what it is. Bet. And Makima's like, okay. And he's like, oh, yeah, one last thing here. Here's this. And hands her a piece of paper. And she's like, what's this? He's like, my resignation. I am fucking out of here. This shit is too much for me. This is too much, man. I'm going to the States where shit is normal. And uh, she's like, okay. Bye. And he's like, "Uh, one last thing. Did you foresee all this? And Makima's like, yeah, I can't talk about that with civilians. What? calculated cold conniving makima is a goddamn monster she knows she knew with those eyes nathaniel with those eyes you're telling me she didn't know she couldn't see bullshit bullshit she knew okay and then and then these two fuckers in the elevator uh my my sweet baby tendo and this other this other cuck they're like uh, hey, yo, uh, Makima, just so you know, we are not going to be a part of Special Division 4. We were we're just here to, like, help you get back on your feet. But, you know, we're out. Like, this shit ain't, like, we're not built for it. We ain't got that dog in us. And she's like, oh, that's too bad. Food out here is good. Mm. It's a cold world. <sighs> Well, yeah. Um, I a lot's got to happen where to in this the rest of this season. I'm just like so curious where it's gonna cut off, but um, there's still a lot that needs to. I mean, this is like we're just now kind of in the aftermath of this whole shooting. So there's like a bunch of things that need to happen. I mean, mm. Denji is freaking out of commission. Uh, power ran away. Uh, yeah. Jimeno's gone. Aki is like severely damaged. True. Uh, like everyone's dead basically, except for, uh, Kobeni. Makima's coming <laughs> back. Sleeper agent. Uh, and on top of all that divisions, one, two, and three, are going to be merging. So, and, and the shoot, uh, Sawatari and, uh, Katana, man, they're both kind of on, they're in the wind on the lamb now. So there's a lot of irons in the fire, uh, and a lot that, um, yeah, mm, a lot that mm, needs to mm. go down, but yeah, I'm excited. As am I. Um, Oh God, I I have no idea what's gonna happen next because I never do. And that's one of the great things about this anime is I'm flying for the most part blind. I you know, because I thumbed through a couple chapters of the manga a couple weeks ago, as I told you. Mm. I know some shit that's gonna go down, mm. but that's neither here nor there. I'm here for the ride. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. 
every week my jaw is just on the floor watching this and that's what i love about anime the way that it elicits all these different emotions from me i'm hyped i'm overjoyed i'm angry i'm sad all these things Mm -hmm. all at once usually so yeah yeah man oof well oh yeah hey uh woke mind virus is trending on twitter right now just so you know uh is that in reference to something or Ah, i don't know woke mind virus Hmm. 121,000 tweets it probably has something to do with elon and dave Chappelle. yeah were you at that show last night did you go to that uh what was it elon musk and dave Chappelle. what they were together what do you do all day I, w- you, I was you just have your head in the sand. I was out of town. Ta- I was out of town with no fucking cell service. I was, was going to ask, the do weekend. they not have inter- internet where you were? Were you in Amish country? Were you raising a barn? What were you doing? Well, there, there was internet, but it was spotty. So, oh my God. E- anyway, uh, Chappelle did a show in San Francisco last night. Welcome Musk onto the stage <laughs> and everyone booed. And, uh, Elon got on Twitter this morning and was just like, no, not everyone booed. It was like 10% of people. So like, whatever. And people were roasting him about that. And also Dave Chappelle was like, do you hear all those people booing you, Elon? They're in the cheap seats. And then he Mm. said, this is what civil, this is what civil unrest sounds like. I can't wait to see what store they demolished next. Wow. Sounds Sounds like a woke mind virus to me. Yeah, people are fucking done with Chappelle, they're done with Elon, and it's it's a whole thing. But uh, that is not anime related. Although I will remind you that Elon Musk loves evangelical Neon Genesis or whatever. Neon Genesis? Evangelion? Whatever that shit. <laughs> yeah, that fucking Neon Genesis Evangelion. Anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the further I am away from that, the better. Oh my God. Look, guys. <laughs> this has been uh, Wasteland Anime Pod. Thank you all for listening so much. So very, very much. Next week, we'll be coming back with Chainsaw Man, My Hero Academia, Spy Family, uh, that Akiba fucking... Uh, what? Come on. Help me out here. Uh Akiba made Akiba Akiba, made, Akiba, made, Akiba Akiba made war. Akiba made war. Yes. And uh no Naruto, we're taking a little break. We're going to watch on our own. We're going to do our own research on Naruto. Oh yeah. And then uh maybe some spy family. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see, we'll see how we'll the wind's see. blowing. Baby. But until next time guys, this has been Wasteland and Anime Pod. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Later. <laughs>